Hello and welcome to Conversations with Kath, the podcast that keeps you up to date with the daily antics of your mother, your Alma, your friend, or whatever Kath Vanderhorst is to you. So grab a glass of Harvey Bristol, put the phone on silent, and let's see what's been keeping our favourite nine-year-old busy this week. And a very good evening to Alma Kath. How are you tonight, Alma? Very well, thank you. And how are you, Matt? I'm and very well. Very well. I can see that you're playing a game of Rummy Cup there with Becky. Are you, are you winning? <laughs> Beck bought me a new game. A new one? Yeah, brand has, new. Has it but changed in any way? Not really. No, no. still the same. Still the same, okay. Yeah. Mm. Becky, how are you? Good, thank you, Matt. Great, thanks for helping out Alma again. And how's your week been, Alma? Um, oh, let me think. I had, um, I have to look at my freaking diary. <laughs> but today I had visitor, a visitor and they brought me a new pair of pyjamas. Oh, great. Very fancy and some bed socks to go with it. Much needed in the, uh, the weather you're having down there. Yeah, that's because that is already for my birthday, you see. Oh, beautiful. Because see, I got a photo from her. And she had a nice pair of pajamas on, and I said, "Oh, I need to have a pair like that." So they ordered me one. They flannelette. gave me my birthday. Yeah. Are they flannelette? Flannelette, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. They'll keep um, you nice and warm. Yeah. Well, other than that, I um, I went to uh, to Argo to the hearing people, get my ears ears checked. Yeah, we were going to have some lunch somewhere, but that was a no-no. Every, everywhere we went, they looked at us and they said, oh, you're from Cardinia. No, sorry, can't give you anything. Ah, you couldn't you... even buy anything in the shops. Right, because you've crossed the border, haven't you? You were in regional yeah, when you so had it, Yeah, the, 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 um, it was at the railway line in um, Longwari. Mm. That's where it uh, And there was a cafe just before the railway line. So we called in there, and the woman must have felt sorry for me. <laughs> so they let me. <laughs> and they gave me, they gave me a croissant with a cup of coffee. And said, get the hell out of here. I hope they didn't get booked. Well, speaking of bookings, we've got a resident policeman on the uh, other end. Frank, how are you tonight? Very well, yourself? I'm very well. Now, Frank, what's the best way to get out of a uh, speeding fine? Oh, well, clearly not commit the offence at the start would be handy. That way you don't have to deal with it. But uh, there is no real easy way. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately. Do we need to speak, Matt? No, no. I, I, I just Googled uh, funny questions to ask a policeman before I came on here, and that was number one. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> and how have you been, Frank? Yeah, good. You're on Apart night shift at the moment. Travel, I am indeed. Do I look sprightly? You do. You look like you're fresh and ready to go, ready to uphold the law. Yes. And you've got a new shirt. A new shirt? No, this is one of me, um, the high-vis jumpers. I find that they're quite warm, so I don't mind wearing them. Oh, the police force doesn't supply them. Well, I'm not wearing it at home, Mum. I don't get dressed up as a police person at home. <laughs> oh. Uh, it might be some might be some people's fantasy, Mum, but it's not mine anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now you got a holiday booked, didn't you, Frank? Um, were you supposed to be on holidays now, or was it last week? 
No, it was last week. Um, so yeah, we we're going to uh, we're going to Adelaide for uh, just for a week just to sample some of their fine wines and, um, in restaurants. But um, they said no, you're diseased, get lost. Away, <laughs> yes. Okay, so, so maybe postpone that one. Yeah, we'll go back. Well, Frank, we've got you on here tonight because I thought we'd have a chat to Omar, and I don't think we've covered this topic before, but um, just about her life of crocheting, knitting, um, embroidery, and tapestries as well. So this came about last week when I was speaking to Omar. The tapestry in the background there behind you um, got me thinking, let's have a chat about that. So I know Frank has done a few in his younger days. I'm not too sure if he does it anymore, but... Um, yeah, I thought let's have a chat about that. So, Omar, what did has this been something you've been doing most of your life, or did you like Opa? Did you yeah. start later in life? Yeah, no, I yeah, I, I always did um, hand, handiwork. You yeah. know, when I was growing up, there was no uh, television, mm. and the radio was only a couple of hours a day, so you had to do something. We either could knit socks, which was pretty boring in the end. So we did um, crocheting and tapestries. Now, can you explain for our listeners, um, and including myself, the difference between crocheting and knitting? Crochet or knitting, you do, well, plain knitting you do with two needles. Mm -hmm. Crochet, you got a little, just a little needle. It's like a little hook, little hook thing. Yeah, and you do different things. It, is it yeah. um, just a, a different way of doing the same thing, or do you make different things? No, no, no. It's all different. different. It's completely different. Completely mm. different. Yeah. Crochet's a lot looser, isn't it? Oh, you can't see it. That's crochet. The table closet there. So, okay, yeah. so Frank just said crocheting's a bit looser. Okay, so it's more items like a scarf or a tablecloth, whereas knitting was like jumpers and socks and... Things yeah, that are sort of jumper. tightly, tightly held yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. And I think I knitted you a jumper once. It was either you and Paul, and it had a tow truck on it. Oh. And I was very proud of that. And when I gave it to you, they said, "But Oma, where's the hook?" <laughs> the tow, tow truck didn't have the hook, or Jeez. hook or whatever that was called. Yeah, <laughs> we were all about the detail. I'm sure about it. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we were all about the detail back then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So did you yeah, need a lot of clothes for your own kids, Alma, then? Oh, they all had jumpers. Frank still got one, haven't you, Frank? Yeah, I've got one that I wore at Waverley Park when I worked there. Yeah. <laughs> and socks. I love to read books. I was a really, you know... But I, I never had time to read books. So I taught myself to knit while I was reading my book. <laughs> I've seen and you do that. And it's quite a spectacle watching Alma focus well, on a book and then not even look at the needles. Nothing. It was just plain knitting, but I knitted school jumpers for the kids. I knitted lots of socks for Frank when he joined the police force because he bloody well kept losing all his socks, his black socks. So I thought I knitted socks. Nobody will have knitted socks. I made some very good money out of those socks, Mum. <laughs> and then you come back one day and you said, the boys want to put an order in. 
<laughs> but it was something for me to do, Matt. And I keep, I didn't feel guilty reading reading a book because while I was reading my book, I, I did some, I did something. So, Multi multitasking. So long time, I felt guilty just sitting there with a book in my hand and not a pair of knitting needles and a ball of wool. Well, no need to feel yeah. guilty when you're um, yeah, making clothes yeah, and, and well, reading. Now, did you pass this on to? I know, I know, my mum would would sew and knit as well. And I'm pretty sure Annie, and actually, I know Annie Jenny did a lot of. Well, she made a lot of quilts and things like that. Was she also a knitter as well, or no, more um, more um, sewer? Sewing. Yeah. Jenny did a lot of sewing. Yeah, and she made quilts and. Uh, Oh, all sorts of things, and so did your mother. Yeah, I, know, I knew that she made made a bit yeah. of stuff with the sewing machine and embroidery. Auntie did, and Jenny did some embroidery. I don't know if she did a lot, but she did some embroidery. And just explain embroidery. That's another one. What what what's embroidery? What's involved in that? Oh well, you do it with a with a small needle and yep. cotton, and you I don't know, what would you call it? You make. Uh, Cost it. So what? So what? Embroidery is is you'll take a piece of material. Yep. With a oh. um, which has got a fine uh, a fine thread count, um, and then you will um, you'll stitch a design into it, but it'll be very fine. Yep. Um, so as opposed to um, starting off with nothing and making a picture or something like that, which is a tapestry or or having a um uh, like a, a frame. Um, like a Hessian um, printed Hessian piece of yeah piece of hint printed to Hessian, and then you just colour it in with with thread. Whereas yeah. embroidery might have a um, might have a, um, a an already piece of uh, cotton or something similar, and uh, and then you just stitch over. Um, but it's generally cross stitch rather than a single stitch. Um, okay, so so uh, embroidery, Frank. There's a pattern on the material for you to to follow. Yeah, okay. but it's a very but embroidery invariably is not a huge. Um, it's not very big, but yeah. it is very fine in its detail. So it's very fine in the thread, um, and yeah, you have to have really good eyesight because you, it's very hard to see. Um, okay. Particularly, you know, like if you look at um, like your tablecloth, if you look at the, you know, the small squares that are in it, like they're very very minute compared to like tapestries. Which is a lot looser or a lot larger. So, and tapestries uh, you can buy. You buy the, as you said, the hessian material with the pattern already on there, and then you yeah, match the, match the colours. Not, not always. always. Okay, yeah. oh, you can do your yeah. own. Yeah. I also did. Um, um, I made mats and tablecloths. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called now. You know, I hooked the mats. I've still got a mat on the front door that I made. It's bloody nearly 60 years old, if not more. Everybody wipes their feet on it. I gave it to Frank once. He took it to Phillip Island in a caravan. And when he sold the van, I said, I hope you didn't sell my mat. <laughs> I'll have it back. <laughs> no, well, that's right. I'll, well, I'll have it back too. Sure. It's as old as the hills. And it's never, it's, it's nothing wrong with it, is there, Mac? 
I'll have to go have a look. Yeah, you go and have a look. Nothing wrong with it. I, I did that in the early, oh, early 50s, maybe. Jeez. Made to last. Yeah. Mm. Actually, I think your mother did a couple of small mats. Yeah, at so one what stage. What's that made out of? A wool. All oh, right, okay. Tapestry, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. It's got a name in Holland. I can't remember. What's it like, Becky? It was, it's hooked. It's called hooked rugs. Hooked you know rugs. the thing I used to have on the kitchen table here? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. That's that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Right. Still looks good. Still looks good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, I wanted to um, ask you, Frank, about tapestries. Let's jump onto that a bit because you've done some quite impressive pieces. I've, seen, I've known mum and dad have got one in their lounge room, which I always admire when I go down there. Um, oh, and there's a few yeah. others around as well. So what made you get, in, get into doing tapestries? Um, well, my um, no, not you, Oma. My my Oma hanging up in her lounge room, and they were just prints. They weren't tapestries, and I always liked these prints. And that was the one from the oh, the the, the Angelus. And what was the other one, Frank? We were talked about the other day. Uh, the, the Corn Reaper. The Corn Reapers. Yeah. And yeah, they're the made in the, in the, yeah, and they were made by Millet. The Corn Reaper, I remember, Alma, that used to be hanging up behind you above the couch in the lounge room. Yeah, no. That was the picture of the people the out in the field, yeah. wasn't it? So it's not there anymore. You've moved it to the other room, but. Yeah, they're very, pretty old. Yeah. And I did the Nachtwacht a couple of times. And no. I remember when I had my first Nachtwag done, one of Michael's friends came in and they said, Mrs. Benderhorst, we like your three musketeers. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of people have never heard of the Nachtwag. They just explain what the Nachtwag are. They, aren't they Dutch? Um... Oh, well, that's a, in uh, Rembrandt, we, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I made one for Bob. It was 21st. Mum. No, I did it. Um, made your, memory, your memory's going, Mum. I've finished it off for you. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, because you hadn't finished it. Robert wanted it. So. Oh. Okay. So I, I finished it for you. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. 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 So, Frank, I'll just yeah. jump back to you. <laughs> what made you get into tapestries? Well, I, um, uh, in a previous life when I was married, um, I wanted, because I'd love mum's tapestries. They were on the wall and um, and, and I've always liked um, handiwork, even though I wasn't sort of that way inclined. Or, or But so I ended up buying one. I said to um, Debbie, my um, uh, ex, I said, you know, would you do this? And she said, yeah, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. So anyway, we'd gone away with her parents up to... Um, uh, the New South Wales border, uh, and so I said, "Oh, so she started doing it anyway." She with the tapestry when you do the um, when you do the thread or when you do the um, the stitching, it has to go all the same way. Um, so when you look at it, like you'll see, that it's all been stitched the same, exactly the same way. Well, 
after about, I don't know, two or three days, I had a look at it. She'd gone one way and then another way. And, um, and yeah, it was, <coughs> it was, um, it was terrible. And that was uh, a shearing of the ramps uh, by Tom Roberts. I don't know if you know. Um, I, I, that that, picture. I think mum and dad might have that one. Uh, yeah. Um, Becky, well, do you might... remember the one in the land room? That's got sheep in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it might be that one. Mm. Is that, yeah, so I actually did one. Um, uh, your mum wanted me to do one for us, so I, I ended up doing it. I just, did it, I just picked it up and, and, and did it. Um, but anyway, so she had basically um, had, well, yeah, stuffed it up. So I said, I'll unpick it all. And then from there, I just started to do it. And um, the next thing you know, because I find it quite relaxing. Um, and so, yeah, so from then on, I thought, oh, that's not bad. And, uh, and I was quite proud of it. And I got it framed. And next thing you know, there was another one. And I thought, oh, well. so I end up doing, oh, I've got five Darcy Doyles hanging on my wall here. And I've got another three bigger ones sitting in me in one of the bedrooms. And also that one that's behind mum there, which is um, bailed up by Tom Roberts. That's another Tom Roberts. Uh, I did one for your mum. I think I've done one for a couple of other people as well. So, does it? How but, does it take a long time, Frank, to do like the, the one behind Alma? That's a, a good measuring size. How long would that have taken to do? Uh, look, it that would have taken me two years to do. Wow. So, but and you know what? It was a, it was actually a very good excuse to sit in front of the telly and watch the cricket because I could sit there with my pain bag and I'd just have a light on and I could just sort of stitch away and uh, and just watch the cricket for five or six hours and and, uh, and not feel guilty. It's a bit like mum when she started, you know, reading her books. So, yeah, like you, you don't want to be sort of sitting there saying, oh, I did nothing all day. Yeah. Um, so I would sit there and, and say, I'm watching the cricket and uh, and I could do this. And so that was, um, um, yeah, so, but, yeah, so I'll put a date on most of mine. I don't know if I'll put a date on your mother's, but... Yeah, that's 79, I think he did that. Yeah, no, mum does have a date. I'll, I'll find what it, out what it is. Yeah. So do you have any, like, advice or tips for anybody who might want to? Because I don't know if I would have the time or, or yeah, to get into it myself, but I do quite admire these tapestries, and I've got a lovely a spot in my house that one would go perfectly. But I'm just conscious of how long it takes to do them and, you know, cost. Is, is it expensive as well to do, Frank, or is it? Um, well, the, the outlay it, it, of the picture is first and then you've got the, the, the material, the wool or the, whatever you call that. Yeah. <coughs> Bear in mind, most of these are done in excess of 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so in those days, the actual canvas – um, for the shearing of the rams, for instance, or the bailed up that size that's behind mum, um, that would have been around about 120 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and then it's about 150 to 200 dollars in threads because I used to silk threads, um, and so you'd have to have a certain amount of those um, to do it. So it's it you, you'd never get your money back. I mean, like if you were even charging 10 bucks an hour, like if you like there'd be there'd be 500 hours in it. Yeah, well, you know, so you'd be looking at, you know, so but it's more for the, um, it's more for the, you know, just something to say. Well, I did that, I made that myself. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but I used to sit down because I had a caravan down to Phillip Island, 
And I used to get up early in the morning and, um, you know, and I'd sit outside and I'd just sort of, when it was a nice morning, and I'd just do that for a couple of hours. And um, and I found it very relaxing, actually. It was very, very therapeutic, you might yeah. say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you yeah. ever do it when you were coming off a shift from work just to sort of, you know, forget about work for an hour or two and just... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very often. Like, if I'd get home at um, on an afternoon shift... Um, and I'd so I'd sort of put the telly on maybe and and half watch something. Um, and I'll, I'll the trouble is I get lost in it. I I could sit there for hours and do it. And next thing you know, it'd be three o'clock in the morning, and not thinking shit. I better go back. I've got to go to bed. Um, <laughs> you know, because you think oh, I'll just do this. I'll just do this little bit because it's it's like painting a picture. You know, I'll just yeah. finish this little bit here, and then I'll oh, I'll just start that little bit over there, and um, yeah, so. It's, would, um, ever, yeah. would, would you ever awesome. start up another one? Oh, I've got one sort of half going, but it's been like sitting around for, for years. It's just, I can't, I don't know if I don't have the patience. I always think I really should be doing something else. Mm. So um, I've got all the set up and I've still got oh, probably hundreds of dollars worth of threads and stuff like that sitting in my cupboards. That, um, but then I've tried other things and I don't, I never enjoyed it as much as I liked. Um, doing me tapestry, so um, yeah. Once upon a time, everybody did, and then it's quite quite fashionable to have them. Now, people look at these things and say, "You find them in the freaking op shops." You know, you can buy a beautiful tapestry for about ten bucks, maybe or even less. Really? And you know, it would have somebody would have worked on it for maybe two years. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't pay. We use, I used to make a lot of bears as well. Yes. You know, the, yes. the bears that I've got. And to make a good bear is quite expensive because you have to buy the proper material, yeah, which was mohair or, you know, I think mohair. And uh, that was expensive. And then you have to make it, you know, put all the stuff in it, uh, the eyes and the ears and, the, you know, all the... the the arm things, you know, and by the time you finished a bear, it would have cost you about 60 or $70, a mm. decent bear. Yeah. And I was at the market one day in Dandenong, now in uh, Berwick, and that was a market where you could only buy, get handmade things. And these people were wandering around while I stood in front of some of these bears, and that woman said, oh, look at these bears. Aren't they beautiful? But look. They want $30 for that bear. bear. <laughs> and I turned around and I said to the lady, I've made bears, lady. And that woman that have made that bear, she wouldn't have made nothing. No. It would have cost her all of $30 to make the bear. Yeah. So handcraft doesn't pay. No. And some people just, yeah, they don't understand the, the amount of time it takes to do something. But it is the satisfaction that you've made that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I can see, Frank, the, the amount of satisfaction you get from doing something like that, especially putting 500 odd hours in. I mean, I'm, I'm satisfied yeah, but... when I mow, finish mowing my lawn and it looks nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. But, you know, like, like mum says, like you, you look at these things and you get a, a, a better appreciation of some of the things that are actually handmade. And mm -hmm. so, and from there, like, once you realise, oh, shit, I can do that. Well, it just gives you the confidence to have a crack at something else. You know, like I've, yes. 
Uh, and, that, and that's really, that's because a lot of my stuff at home is sort of handmade. Um, well, not all the furniture, but some of it. <coughs> you know, like I've got a little coffee table there that or roostable size, which is a burl, um, timber burl, which is, you know, I've got, I've, you know the old man gave me a hand. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, so I'm that's an old Auntie Yenny made, and that thing is about 20 years old. What's yeah, that? that? That's beer that Yenny made. Mm. It's sitting on the, on the yeah, 20, it might be more 30 years old. Yeah, yeah, but you've also got, but Mum, you've also made those um, those Santa sacks too. So I mean, there there's a heap of them running around, and they're they're absolutely magnificent. You can't, you know, if you look at those, you, you can't buy them. You can't buy the the, the, the quality in it. No, it's, it's all been handmade. Yeah. How many men have you got, Frank? Uh, I've got three. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but what is good uh, about all of this is and. It doesn't get done enough these days, I don't think, but these are lovely things that can be passed on to the next generation and down the line. So there'll be something from you, Olma, in, you know, well beyond the time that you disappear. This stuff will still be around. The kids will be able to, will be able to tell the story of how you made these kind of things and even with your tapestries and things, Frank. Um, yeah. Just having this stuff to pass on is fantastic. Well, let's see. That's why I put my initials in the, in the date or the year. Yeah. Um, only because, um, like, I'd be disappointed if I found out that um, one of them ended up in the op shop or, you know, got thrown out because of the time and the effort that goes into it. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, you just don't, yeah, it might be something that's it's not as appealing as, as it is now, but, you know, it still is, it's, it's handmade, so. Yeah. Right. Mind you, in them days, we didn't have iPads or telephones or all sorts of things. All we had was a needle and uh, some cotton. That's true. But mm. I, I think there'll always be a, a certain yeah. certain yeah. population that appreciates this kind of stuff. I mean, even antiques these days, um, you can still find them and buy them and there's a certain type of person that likes to collect these kind of things. So I think there'll always be, yeah. I don't think they even teach uh, sewing or anything at the schools anymore, eh? Um, I think, no, they still do. The, where me is going to be going, they do have a, a section there that teaches that kind of thing still. So oh, well, I, don't know, I don't know how popular it is, but, um, yeah, it's still still there. I could bring up some socks next time I see you, Matt. You can, she can darn yes. up them if you want, Mia. <laughs> yeah. You start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Omar, I said I've got some socks that have got holes in it. I can bring them up to Matt and give them to uh, Mia. I reckon that's um, a good place to to wind up so Frank thanks very much for jumping on um, my pleasure Omar thanks for giving us an insight into your history of your sewing (laughs) yeah I always enjoyed it man and it was a good pastime and I'm still doing it yeah well that must mean you're uh, loving it I remember those um, those knitting afternoons and we used to get off the school bus. I think every Wednesday you'd have a, a group of four lovely old ladies just sitting there talking in Dutch and knitting and we had to have the TV down at a minimum. Oh, yeah, every Wednesday. Yeah, they used to come. They used to arrive at 1 o'clock 
Yeah. Because when I was in the post office, I always had either a knitting needle in my hand or a crochet needle. <laughs> and then they, these women said, oh, can you teach me? And I said, come on a Wednesday. And they all sat in the back room. We had a cup of tea and we solved all the world's problems <laughs> as well while we were doing it. Yeah. Again, yeah. multitasking. You're a talented lady. Yeah. yeah. All right, Becky, thanks for helping out Omar again. No worries. I'll have to start paying you, I think. Oh. Well, thanks very much for listening to Conversations for Kath for this week. Let us know if there's anything you want to have a chat about or any topics you'd like Alma to, to discuss if we haven't covered off on anything. Uh, just jump onto the Facebook page and, and leave a comment. So thanks for listening and uh, have a great week. <laughs>